I'm a 180 degree different Dawn than I was before 2020. Yeah. I the the I have no I I just refuse now to to downplay my blackness. Yeah. To to to, to downplay my black womanness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to apologize for not liking your joke. Yeah. You know, to apologize for you not seeing me. That was Don Roseman, the firm diversity partner at Barnes & Thornburg, talking about her transition from litigation partner to firm diversity partner and how she encourages people to reign. And this is IBJ's The Freedom Forum with Angela B. Freeman. This podcast is brought to you by Cummins, Inc. So good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining me on the fourth episode of IBJ's The Freedom Forum with yours truly, Angela B. Freeman. I'm so excited to be in our new IBJ Media Studio this episode and to welcome a lady who is a trailblazer in her own right. She's an attorney, an author, a podcast host, a motivational speaker, and a small business owner. Don Roseman is a litigator by trade who spent over 20 years practicing law and is notably the only African-American or black female equity or capital partner at Barnes and Thornburg law firm nationwide, where she serves as a firm diversity partner. Don's also a small business owner of Rain, a platform that hosts content like Rain Classes, Rain Table, and Rain Gear, which we'll learn more about later. Finally, Don is truly a friend, a mentor, a teacher, and a supporter of me and my legal career. Her voice is soothing and full of wisdom. So I'm so super honored and excited to welcome Don Roseman to the Freedom Forum. <laughs> Can you read it again? <laughs> it's soothing. I just, I'm going to go with that. It. soothing. My voice is soothing. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I'm so excited and honored to be here. I'm so proud. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited to, to be here and to allow others to share in the wisdom that I get to get on a regular basis. So Don, I'm going to start with, tell our listeners a bit about you, your educational and professional background, and any other factors that led to you becoming an attorney and a small business owner. Wow. So I've been at this uh, for, at this being the practice of law for, I'm bad at math, so y'all don't, don't beat me up for this, but like I started in 1996. So what's that, 25, 26 years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I was a summer associate for Barnes and Thornburg in 1995. So I've spent my entire legal career at one firm uh so which i understand i i understand now i didn't understand at the time but i understand now as a uh, as a black pe- black female makes me a bit of a unicorn yeah but i've always wanted to be a lawyer uh, my mother and i were just having this conversation yesterday uh she was asking me like what made you want to do that and i can't really explain it at the time i understand now this concept of purpose yeah so it makes perfect sense to me now right but then i just knew i wanted to i just knew i wanted to be a lawyer i want to be a lawyer since i was in like first grade and used to tell people that which made me a little bit of a weird kid did you know lawyers no oh no no like i said that's why i look back at it now and i understand this concept of purpose and that sometimes you're just pointed yeah you know when i you're in this direction it was just very very tangible for me. I didn't know what lawyers did. There weren't really lawyer shows. If you would have asked me like, Dawn, do you want to, you know, advance civil rights or save the world or do I was like, 
no, I don't even really know what you're talking about. I, I just, I just, I just know I want to be a lawyer. You know, I didn't even know that lawyers worked in firms versus companies, or I right. didn't know anything like that. I just kept saying I want to be this thing called a lawyer, and so everything I did uh, was designed and shaped and, and focused toward that end. That was my goal. You know, that was at the, you know, that was my then dream or summit, if sure, you will. Sure, um, sure. And so, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I went to undergrad at, at Indiana University in Bloomington. Graduated with a, a, a bachelor's, uh, bachelor of arts in, in economics with a minor in, in, in business studies, and then went on to the University of Illinois in Champaign mm. for law school. Mm-hmm. And thought I was going to come out and be a corporate lawyer, tax lawyer. I loved that stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, the only other thing I wanted to be beyond being a lawyer was an actuary. Until I until I realized I'm like so wait wait what do y'all do all day and right. I was like that seems boring and well you'd have really been a unicorn if you was a oh, black tax attorney oh man but I didn't know that I love tax it was my best subject in law school and so I loved that and I was an economics major I loved that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. so so I just wanted I wanted to do that and and, and came to the firm like I said as a summer. Uh, shout out to to Alan Mills. I never would have even heard of Barnes and Thornburg, but for for Alan, he called me and said, "You will apply uh, to Barnes and Thornburg in Fort Wayne and fix your resume because I left a number off." And so, <laughs> and so and so I did. But I came to the firm, wanted to be a corporate lawyer. Um, at that time, it was just a very different time. The then head of the corporate department didn't. I didn't fit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. quotes around that. Yeah. I didn't fit Quote as a corporate yeah, lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he didn't really want to train me, didn't want to, I didn't get many assignments as a summer. And so they offered me a job and I'm grateful for it. I, um, you know, uh, you know, it offered me a job at the end of the summer, but it was in litigation. I didn't know what litigators did. I, I didn't understand it, but I was excited to have a job. Right, right. You know, so I said yes and started my career in 1996 and been, you know, had a real eclectic mix uh, uh, practice. I was half labor and employment lawyer, half IP litigator. Make no sense. They don't go together. But that was at that time you the new associates did whatever was in the in the room. Right. So that's what I did. And then I, you know, my career morphed over time and got rid of, you know, started started doing less and less of the employment work, held on to some of the IP litigation work, but really morphed into more of a, a just commercial litigation. Now I focus in on restrictive covenant stuff. I, I'm a firm diversity partner, as you mentioned, but I, I still have my book of business, still manage my clients, still grow my book, still manage teams and have the privilege now of building out teams, which gives me an opportunity to do and be for other folks, especially other diverse folks, what I didn't get. Right, right. So, you know, I, I did that for a long, you know, my gosh, till 2016, until I decided in 2016 that I needed to shift my life and threw my hat in the ring, raised my hand. I wanted, I wanted to focus more on purpose. I needed to. And I didn't really enjoy practicing straight up the way I was anymore. Yeah. And ultimately ended up putting my hat in the ring to create a position uh, that's now called our firm diversity partner. Uh, and, and so stepped into that role. But beyond all of that, while all of that is happening, and again, purpose is everything for me. Um, just had a real, real strong pull or call on my life to to do something more beyond the, the, the legal field, beyond the legal profession, and really needed to show up differently. Ultimately ended up, and I'm shortening this story, we can unpack however you want, but, but shortening the story, but ultimately ended up creating what is now known as you know the the, the DBA is is rain but 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 by my company that I use as a vehicle to 
point people to their greatness. Yeah. I, I never knew who I was. All them years, all that stuff that, that, that you mentioned in that, in that intro, I did most of that having no clue who I was. Mm -hmm. And so I showed up less than every time, all the time. And once I got, got gained an awareness of that, realized that that's not, that's not the way to do life and certainly not the way I was going to continue to do it. I set out to heal first and that process led me to forming Rain, which then allows me just to be able, like I said, to point people to their greatness and really, really open them up to themselves, which is just my absolute that's why I exist. Yeah, 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 that's powerful. And it conveys to me the opportunities that law, I mean, one of the reasons I was attracted to law was because in my mind, it kind of enabled you to do whatever right. you decide to do, right. right? Yeah. If I wanted to go in politics, if I wanted to own my own business, if I wanted to just straight practice, it kind of sets you up for that. So I appreciate that background. Now, over your two-decade uh, legal career, you've now transitioned, as we just talked about, from being the only black female lawyer at the firm to being the only black female equity partner at the firm to now the only diversity partner. So I want to know, what has that experience been like? And based on that experience, what do you think so unique about the practice of law that makes it such fertile ground for the lack of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion that's so often experienced by diverse legal talent in all organizations. What are your thoughts around that? Well, I mean, and, and keep me honest, I want to make sure I get, get, all, get all that in there because it's a really great question. I mean, I think the nexus between, you know, the practice of law and these other, for lack of a better way to say it, disciplines or approaches, if you will, I mean, like you said, is it, it just, it lends itself so well to so many things. And then you, you ask, like, what's unique about the practice that's such fertile ground for the lack of diversity? That's right. I mean, I don't know how to be any other way. So, so you, 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 I mean, real talk, this profession wasn't made for us. It just wasn't. I mean, from the, when, whenever, whomever they were who sat in a room and said, we're going to create it this thing. They were not thinking about me and you. <laughs> they were not thinking room. about, no, 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 no. I was not in mine. They, you were not in mine. And, and so it was not made for us. And that, it was built, it was built to be exclusionary and it was it was never I we were never envisioned right as as ones being able to exercise the power that comes with being an officer of the court or a practitioner of the law we were never envisioned um, as being the ones to stand up and advocate right. for clients especially you know big companies and you know all the all these things we were never in mind we were it was never built for us and so it's fertile ground because it's the actual foundation of our profession. Yeah. So what we're doing now, honestly, is trying to shift that because that foundation is built on something faulty. Right. 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 But and so and so you know, but it but it's long standing. Right. That's what makes it so hard. It's historical. Yeah. And people don't like to hear that. Like, come on. But I mean, this is just it. Just you don't have to look very hard. It just it's not a profession that was ever designed to afford the benefits of that profession to women and 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 minority talent people of color, you know, you know, people, people who identify as members of the LGBTQ community. I mean, there's just what just, it just wasn't. Yeah. When you say lawyer, I, I mean, how many times and you think about it and you can, you know, you can kind of do your own, you know, if you're sitting out there, you're like, that can't be true. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've shown up in a room, in a courtroom, at a oh, table, at a, at a, at a council table or whatever. And they're like, well, we're waiting on the lawyer. Right. Or, or, you know, I had a judge once, uh, not, he refused to start the hearing. Because he didn't, I'm like, your honor, 
I am here on behalf of such and such. They're like, well, is such and such coming? My, there was, you know, sometimes when you file cases, oftentimes you have more than one lawyer, but sure. that doesn't mean they're always all there. Sure, sure. But yeah, I had a male who was on the, the file with me, but they were, I was running the case. Right. This judge would not start this. He's like, do I need to call him? And I'm like, Your Honor, that, I, you know, with all due respect, I believe that's inappropriate. You right. know, he's like, I mean, right. like, I'm like, this is weird. Right. I mean, we're having this conversation. And so it wasn't built for us. So it, what we're experiencing now, what we, you know, the, the 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 lack of diversity in our profession, which is unfortunately one of the most one of the least diverse professions, right? That was by design, right? So we're messing with the design. Yeah, we're disrupting yeah. things. Yeah, when right? people say things like the system does not work, the system is broken, that is not true. The system works exactly the way it, it was, was designed. It was built yeah, to do this. Yeah, yeah. We are disruptors. Yeah, all day long, our very existence, the audacity yeah. of you. The audacity of me to show up and insist that we be seen and we be heard and respected and respected right. is it just fundamentally flies in the face of the of the building blocks, you know, of, of this great profession that we get to be a part of, and so so it just cultivates this, and so we have to work. Yeah, you know, people are like, why do we have to work? It shouldn't have to, it shouldn't be this hard. Well, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, if you take it truly, you know, I talk about, you, you know, if you borrow that, that analogy from a foundation standpoint, I mean, if you've got a tree that is, has, has been there for a long, long time, take a hundred year old tree and someone says, go dig that up. Right. We want to plant something new there. Right. My gosh. Right. You may chop down that tree and get it right there flush to the ground, but you haven't done anything yet. And the roots have gone. That right. root system has gone right, and, right. and spread its wings, and it's going to take a lot. And right. that's what we're contending with right yeah, now. Yeah, that's so I hope I answered the question. No, yeah. that's so real. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more blatant and more uh, clear than that. And, and that's challenging when you couple all of that, that, women like you and I and any diverse woman in any practice of law carries in addition to being superb and being excellent yeah. at our work, right? Like we carry that and fight that and push and disrupt that paradigm every single day. And people ahead. don't know that. And people, I mean, I, they, I, have I, no they, they have no clue. And that's yeah. the thing too that you're fighting against because, because of the foundation coming in and being disruptors, you're, you're, you're doing a lot of things. You're pushing for change. You're, you're advocating for different, you know, shifts in systems and programs and things, but you're also teaching them how to treat you. That's right. And you're teaching them what, you know, little by little, what it's like to walk in your shoes. That's right. The realities. The realities of, and they don't know. And I'm learning that more and more and more. They just don't know. Like, you don't know, like, you don't know what I've brought to the table and what I have to overcome just to get to the place where I get to start where you are. Right, right. And, you know, like, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's just, it, there's so much that you bring and you have to, like, downplay. You have to, you have to let go. You know, I remember when I first, you know, early on, uh, I, I remember we had meetings, you know, regular meetings in one of my, my groups. And they were at, I don't know what time they were. They must have been at, like, I don't know. They were maybe like eight o'clock in the morning or something like that. But then, then they, they, they ended up changing them to nine. And one of the people said to me, they're like, well, um, you'll be happy. Because, you know, now, now it's later, so you can, you know, that way you don't have to get up so early or something like that. Because I guess, you know, at the time, too, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate. It was brand, I was new in my practice, like getting there for that 8 o'clock meeting and doing all that stuff. And then they, you know, and it hit me so, it was just, it rubbed me so wrong for so many reasons. And because when he said it to me, it was also like almost 10 o'clock at night. And I was the only one in the, in the place. 
And I'm like, and, and what he didn't understand is like, I, I was bringing to the table all those stereotypes that black people are always late. Yeah, that's or that what whatever. I hear. So all those things. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and then, I, then he was like, maybe that wasn't fair. I'm like, no, it wasn't fair. And here's what you don't know. Right. And the fact that I stay up because all these people have left and I'm still here doing this stuff. And then I showed back up. So I didn't even go to bed until two. But fine, I'll come to your eight o'clock meeting because you didn't ask me. And, it, and so there's all these things and yeah. you, they don't, you don't know what you navigate through just to be quote unquote, in the room uh, with some modicum of yeah. normalcy, if you will, if that's even a thing. No, that's absolutely a thing. And, and in fact, I, I said um, to a black female attorney in a social setting one time that, you know, I'm a black female IP attorney and I work <laughs> with white males who are phenomenal practitioners who have tra uh, trained me and invested in me. But they don't get the publicity and they're not in the IBJ for just being an excellent practitioner. And I just do what they do every day and I don't do anything more different. And she said, don't you ever say that again, because the fact that you're even dealing with them and in the same context, respected, you have done so much more. You've dealt with so much more. Yeah. You've overcome so much more. And it really kind of made me check myself yeah. and, because when you're in it and you do it, you don't even you just grind through it. Right. But the reality is that's right. And if you're not careful, I'm so glad that they, that happened because it happened to me recently. If you're not careful, you will you will really downplay your greatness. Right. Right. And, right. and, and, and because you're just like almost that's almost like message. I've had someone telling me, like, I just don't know why this is kind of fair that you're in articles and all these things. I'm like, well, wait a minute. So you're like, well, I, maybe I understand. You're like, no. I'm in the article because I deserve to be in the article. Yeah. You know, but I, I had someone, you know, recently do the same thing. I, I was making a comment about something. We were talking about trailblazing and I said, you know, we have to get more. There shouldn't be just me. When you say I'm the only equity partner, there has to be more. And, you know, and I'm grateful that our firm is, you know, that we're very committed to that. But I'm saying like there has to be more. And, and I said, because... I didn't break the mold. I said, there are more Dawn Rosemans. There are more what I'm not that special. I think I said something like that. And she was like, I hear you. She kind of paused. It, 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 she's it is another black female. She goes, I kind of paused. And she's like, but I don't, it's the same point. She's like, I yeah. don't really ever want you to say that again. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you have taken so many hits. You have so many scars that now people don't have to take because you did. Don't you ever downplay that again. And, and, and you know, to so it's, speak to that. I've told you, <laughs> I, you and I have had this conversation because I know your story and I know the challenges. You've been very open. And, you know, I remember telling you specifically, Don, during those dark times when you wondered, Lord, why me? Why am I going through this? And I said, look at me. <laughs> I am your legacy. Oftentimes wow. people, you know, break barriers and make things better for the general, but they never get to see it or live it or know who that person is. I'm like, I am wow. truly straight up your legacy. I know that my experience has been blessed and benefited from the, the scars, the hits, the knockdowns that you took to make sure that I didn't have to. And so I carry that forward. I, I do the exact same thing because my job now is to make sure that the generations after me don't have to take those same scars and have those same knocks in order to get to where we've been. So that, I mean, that wow. is absolutely true because I live it and I know it. And I'm, 
I'm thankful to have the opportunity to engage with you and you not be just a plaque on the wall. I'm like, oh, that black woman did this. <laughs> no, I know you. You no, know, we I, get to engage I, with I each other. I appreciate that so much. I, you know, I say that about other people, but I think maybe, and it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, as I'm a work in progress too, I think it's hard sometimes for me to receive yeah, that, yeah. you know, but I, re I, that blesses me more than, you know, I appreciate you and I appreciate that very much. And yeah, then when she checked me, I had to pause for that because I didn't realize that I kind of do that, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe that's some of the byproduct too, of being in a profession that's never, was never built for you. Yeah. You, you kind of adopt these self-protect mechanisms yeah, absolutely. that are hard sometimes to let go. You don't even know when they're sometimes deploying. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So so let me ask you this. You mentioned um, the situation in the court where you're sitting there ready <laughs> to get the court, you know, get the trial started or get that action started. And the judge is like, well, we're going to wait on the attorney. You're like, hello, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Tell us if, if, if you can share and think of one that's not too you know, challenging that you're willing to share. Tell us another situation or another experience that you've, you know, encountered in this practice um, that kind of captures the essence of the inequities or microaggressions that women and especially diverse women uh, face in legal practice all across the country, no matter whether you're in private practice, corporations, government, yeah. wherever it happens. Can you share another experience how, with how, us? How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I remember, you know, I remember, I don't remember what year I was, but it was certainly when everybody, I mean, we had a full suit on, everybody had a suit on, and I'm standing out at the uh, uh, at the counter in our office, a lot going on in the office, and sometimes we would routinely lend our conference room to other lawyers or other folks to use it for mediations or sure, different sure. things like that. So I was standing out front near the entrance, but near that conference room, just, you know, sometimes to get out of the office to work on, is working on a document. So I'm, I'm kind of in to, into the document. I'm not paying attention. That's not my, that was not my matter in there. Right. And so I'm standing there at the counter and this woman walks up. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a white female. And she walks up and all I hear is this. I don't know if this translates in, uh, in the podcast, but this is what I hear. And, and you know, somebody snapping their fingers. Yeah, yeah. Like and you so, snap yeah, at yeah, your yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm looking down and I don't pay attention to it because I'm like, well, somebody snapping their fingers. And then I just keep, it gets closer and I look up and turn and this woman's standing there and she's like, yes, Colored girl. <laughs> oh, she said that. Yeah, Ooh, she's like, we, we need more. We need more coffee and water in the in the conference room. And I'm like, I literally. I mean, it was. It felt like a like an hour went by. I just yes. like looked at her, and I, I looked at my clothes. Yeah. I looked around. I looked back at her. She is getting bothered. That, that I am. You ain't jumping. <laughs> what are you I waiting am, for? Why haven't you? Yeah. Uh, why haven't you said yes, ma'am? <laughs> and I looked at her. And I said, I, I, it was just, I mean, you know, God is real. I don't care what everybody said because I don't know how I did not snap. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I will get you an assistant to help you. Yeah. And she just looks at me baffled, baffled. And it really, it don't, I mean, at that moment, she's like, I know for her, she's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Because she can't even... be, she can't be. Yeah. A lawyer here. Yeah, yeah. I, she just can't be. And, didn't you know, even cross her mind. Didn't even cross her mind. And then I've had one of our, he was a, he's not with us anymore as a uh, former partner. He was literally in a panic one day because of something that had to get filed and he just had an emergency. Literally walking around. I've been a, at this time I'm a partner. Mm -hmm. Literally walking around the office like, loud audible like, yeah, like I need a litigator. I need someone to help me with this and we got to go over and argue. I need a litigator. I, I come out of my office He's like, Dawn, 
I need a litigator. Do you, can you recommend a litigator for me? I'm like, no. <laughs> and just go back at me. Because like, in his mind, he was just true to form. He never, yeah. ever thought I was on par or anything yeah. that, such that I could touch his work or be, you know, someone he would deem worthy yes, to absolutely. do that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could just, we could, this would take up your whole time just talking about those things that don't make the, the, the problem with these things is that they don't make the radar screen. Yeah, that's right. They don't, they don't make the radar screen. I remember this, that's one I'll share with you a minute. Cause this one made me cry. It was two, two, when president Obama was elected, it was life changing. Yeah. And this is not about politics. Yeah. Yeah. It was life changing for a for black people for for especially you know seeing seeing ourselves in that highest office. Absolutely, his wife was life changing for Absolutely. me. Absolutely, and I remember coming back to work after that election where I was you know sitting at home crying, my mama crying, never thinking she'd be able to vote for a black, never, all that stuff. Yes, right? Absolutely. I'm the only black person in the office, and come back to work, not just a business as usual, but jokes. Wow. And I'm like, y'all don't even recognize this ain't politics. You don't even see me enough to understand that. How how yeah. huge this really how huge is. this is for me. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, things like like we we had a event, Big Brothers Big Sisters, and then historically every year for the dinner, the steak they would invite, they have the kids and they would serve the kids steak and the adults would get the hamburgers, steak and burger dinner. Cute. Anyway, yeah. And so they would always have a speaker, always a sports figure. Right. So they have like, you know, Bobby Knight, Gene Cady, all these big names in Indiana, that sort of thing. Sure. One year, and, and but all the kids are black and brown. Yeah, yeah. And so being on the board and different stuff like that, they're like, well, y'all got to fix this. You can't keep bringing these people in. Like, you got to represent them. Right. So they bring in um, uh, Jackie Jordan Kersey. Wow. She was amazing. Yeah, she's powerful. Yeah, she's amazing. And she talks like, um, she's kind of Southern, but talks like my aunties yeah. and whatever. I could, I could sit down and talk to her forever. And so I just loved her. Yeah. And the kids loved her. We come back. We have a, a, a all-wide, office-wide meeting the next day. And when I tell you, I almost walked out of the room. I mean, it's just the jokes. And I didn't have my voice then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to say things then. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't have. So I, I, reg- I, I, don't, I try not to regret things, but I regret that I didn't say some things that I should have said not to disrupt the room but just to let them know hey I'm here right but they and just, that's offensive and that's offensive to me, to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but they just like started don't you tell me that athletes are uh, athletes aren't smart and don't get handouts um when you hear how she's talked did you hear um she, she does she even know English you know what I mean I'm like and one of my partners like we don't, I don't even know if we had cell phones or palm pilots or something like that then they were like they just kept texting me like Roseman and I hate, I, I do, I hate that I didn't check them then. Because it was one of the first times I'd gone to an event in my career where I saw me. Yes, absolutely. She didn't do what I did, but she did what I did. Yeah, she she represented you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. there are so many of those things where you just have to find a place to go to show up and I, and don't get me wrong I'm not I'm I am I am happy and settled and whole but this 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 is it's it's hard it's been a to journey. be it's been a journey mm-hmm. and you know there's there's a there's a quote by uh James Baldwin uh I believe it's it's a uh, I mean I hope I get it right it's beautiful it says to be uh, a negro in this country and relatively conscious is to be in a constant state of rage yeah he ain't lie yeah but 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 people don't they understand. Don't know they don't understand, which is why 2020 and George Floyd yeah. just blew up into yeah. what it blew up yeah. into because that was an outlet for a whole lot a whole of lot rage of yeah. that had been pent up, yeah. and that was the breaking point. Yeah. Like we're we are not going to take this anymore. Yeah, it shifted me. I will never go back. This they, people I, I tell people all the time like, you see me, and I may look different. My hair may look a little different, whatever. But you see me, but you have no. I'm a 180 degree different dawn than I was. 
before 2020. Yeah. I the the I have no I I just refuse now to to downplay my blackness. Yeah. To 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 downplay my black womanness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to apologize for not liking your joke. Yeah. You know, to apologize for you not seeing me. Or 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 being silent to allow you to be comfortable. Yeah. When you have no problem making me completely yeah. uncomfortable. That's really what it is too, because people think that this there's like there's like a like a solution. Like if I'm if you're uncomfortable but I'm not, we're okay. We're like, no, we're just trading discomfort. Right. You, you mean so how about we just do the hard work? Right. And both of us be uncomfortable to get to a place. Where, where, where there's there's a wholeness and respect and mutual, you know, all those things. For everyone. For everybody. Right. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Cummins, Inc. Cummins, Inc., a global power solutions leader, is proud to partner with IBJ's The Freedom Forum. For Cummins, diversity and inclusion is a core value of our company, and we are committed to creating work environments and communities that are welcoming to all people. Combined with technological innovation, diversity and inclusion is a critical element of Cummins' continued success. It's how we attract and retain top talent and better serve our customers around the world and create stronger communities. We're back with Don Roseman, the firm diversity partner at Barnes & Thornburg on the Freedom Forum with Angela B. Freeman, talking about her transition from litigation partner to firm diversity partner and how she encourages people to reign. Okay, so I, I want to shift gears just a little bit. This, this is powerful, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. But as you talk about shifting from um, being the litigator in the firm to, or being a litigator in the per firm, to the diversity partner role, what do you think was one of your most transferable skills? Like what allowed you to kind of make that shift? And maybe you already talked about that, which was, you know, I had kind of gone from being wanting to practice to find my purpose. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the, my purpose was the, the, the gas, the, the, the what would powered me, yeah. if you will. Yeah. This, in terms of the skill set, I mean, I, I mean, there's so many things, but the, 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 probably the one or two that come to mind, my ability to work with, all sorts of people. Yeah, the practice of law generally gives you that, but being a litigator, dealing with that judge, right, right, I right. still he's still the trier of fact in that particular hearing. I can't, I, I can't wild out. I can't just go nuts, right? Yeah, I still right. have to figure that out. Right, right, that helped me bring that forward. I think the, you know in the the work that I did, you know, the ability to to storytell. Yeah has been yeah. critical yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because things go down differently depending upon how you shape them. Right. How you share them, how you emote. And, you know, you know, the whole job of a, of a litigator, of a trial lawyer really is how do you convince the trier of fact that yeah. you're right, yeah. that you're, that your, your position, your vantage point is the correct one. Right. right, right. So that skill set has served me really, really well. And then I think just, I'm mean, trying to say like like my just desire to be, uh, you know, that my experience as the only yeah for so long yes 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 um, being the first those shots you know all those things gave me uh, I mean it was like a, a, a deep deep longing to be what I needed yeah 
generally speaking, for, because I want to build people, my purpose is to build people, to point them to their greatness, but definitively, and, and uh, you know, for uh, people who look like me. Yeah. Absolutely. Not because I'm not not to the exclusion, but because I understand the extra yeah um, the extra challenges and things Absolutely. that face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so talking about the firm diversity partner role, as I speak with so many of my diverse colleagues in business, many of us have had opportunities to go into diversity leadership roles <laughs> within their companies. But there seems to have become a stigma associated with doing so. In other words, People of color that I talk with are applying a higher level of scrutiny when considering corporate diversity roles as there seems to be a cultural understanding or acceptance that sometimes or oftentimes these corporate diversity leadership positions really don't offer any political power to make real change in an organization, but are instead kind of the diverse face to deliver the company's diversity talking points with no genuine or substantial effort or action for the organization to truly make change, particularly internally. So as the diversity partner of an AMLAW 100 firm, do you feel armed and supported by the firm's management and partnership in your role to make real change internally? And if so, what advice will you offer other diverse persons serving in corporate diversity leadership roles in Indiana, but they feel may feel a void or absent of the real power to make needed change that they see for their respective yeah. organization? Man, you ask amazing questions. <laughs> um, and it's a really, really good question. So, so first and foremost, everything that you said leading up to the question, it's all true. Yeah, I, I am not naive to the reality that, you know, so let me not bury the lead. Yes, very much so I feel empowered and that I have the ability to affect change. Okay. I really, really do. Um, but I do think that it's unique to our organization. Yeah. I'm not saying that other folks aren't empowered in other places, but I do think that we have a unique model here. Um, and it was by design. And so I'm not naive. I leveraged my capital partnership. I, 25 years uh, in this place, I'm in the rooms, it, it oftentimes where, where the decisions are made most of the time. I have a vote. Right. I still have a vote. You know, so that changes the landscape That's right. off top. Right. right. Most companies that's power in and of itself. That's power right? in and of itself. Yeah. Right. Right. So most companies, many companies, I should say, firms and, you know, corporate environments, they approach diversity by, you know, up, you know, through the kind of the, the HR side of house. Right. And, 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 and have administrative professionals who are amazing, who are amazing and don't get their due. They're, they're working so hard. But they but to your point, they are. um kept out of the rooms where the decisions are made. So they're constantly always knocking on the door, asking someone to ask someone to ask someone. Right. Can you please advance this? Right. They're a little more reactive versus proactive. Yeah, because they're so removed. Right, right. And, and I dare say sometimes that is by design because what I what, when right. I first came into this role, uh, let me back up one, one more thing because something you said too, I mean, when I say it's true, I never, ever, 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 I can't even say enough nevers, evers. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to be a diversity professional. You hear me? I never wanted to do this stuff. I think I thought, I mean, I worked my butt off to stay away from it. Right, right, right. Coming up because I never wanted anybody to say my name. Yeah. And start saying, well, yes, she's that, she's the black woman. That right. was, and she's great at our diversity efforts. And she's, well, Dawn is really wonderful when she, uh, Talks to clients about our diversity. I'm, I wanted them to be like, Dawn's an amazing litigator. Attorney, that's that right. girl is great Start on her with feet. Yeah, the, right. and I just and I just there was such a I just I just didn't think that there was room to do both. Right. 
in not just relative to, not just talking about our firm, I'm talking about just the profession. Sure. And so I stayed so much away from this work. And then I didn't like the work. And, and when I, what I did have a glimpse of it when I did, you know, have, you know, attend conferences or all those things, I always hated diversity work because I felt like it was a lot of, I mean, this is a big, big thing for me. I've always felt like it was approached, you know, in the, you know, in liking it to if everybody's drowning. Right. Um, it's a lot of just describing the water. Oh, look, there's sharks. It's deep, right. real blue. I was like, why are we doing this? How do we get from point A to point B? Right. What do we do? And so I just, did, I don't like doing anything where I felt like we're not really moving. We're right. just making noise. Right. And so I just didn't like the work. And so I, I did everything I could to stay away from it. It was only come, you know, after I got to a place where I realized I'm not going to practice anymore. Right. And it wasn't, and, and, and I was prepared to stand on that. My purpose, you know, the only thing, you know, I was so, so scared about what did it look like if I let law, if I let the practice of law go. And that fear got completely overtaken by what does it look like if you die with all this stuff inside you, Dawn? Right, right, right. And so I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was, and I said to bet on me, I had to bet on God. I was like, I got to get, I got to stop. And so, it, you know, but when I, when I ultimately got to a place, a piece where I was like, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and, and create a position, it was by design to, you know, saying to our our uh, our leadership and, um, you know, Bob Grand was absolutely amazing. I and mean, he's really a big reason why I wanted to do it in the timing that I did it. Right. But it was designed to be a powerful position within our organization. It was designed to be an executive level position. Um, I, I was insistent that I keep my vote. You know, you know, you know, I was, you know, it was because I, you know, and when we came, when we went to, you know, I guess whatever the right phrase is, went to market and announced that I was coming into this role. If you recall, like one of the things we said a lot was if the firm did not want to change, right. they should not have put me into this Amen. role because not because I mean, it's not even about like, I'm, I'm so full of myself. It's not even about that. It's just that you can't sit here and tell me we don't do this. Here. Right, right. No, 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 no. I've been here for 25 years. I know you do. I know you do because yeah, you did absolutely. it to me. Yeah, you know, or, or, yeah. or we don't vote like that. Oh, yeah, we do. We yeah. did it last week or yeah. whatever. It, yeah. whatever it be. And so I applauded. I applaud, applauded and applaud the firm because it was such a bold move yeah. to take an existing capital partner yeah. with an existing vote and say, Help sh help us reshape this. Well, not just with the existing capital partner, but with an existing capital partner who had real and challenges that you can't talk away or act like yeah. didn't happen because you lived it. This yeah. is my lived experience. I know this yeah. happened because I lived it. So I've li so I've lived the way I've led up until this point has been through my lived experience at the firm because it's my only thing that's authentic to me and is the best way I knew how to I know knew how to articulate where we need to move. Yeah. It's probably the hardest thing I've had to do um because of that because having to articulate and lead with that level of vulnerability has left me exposed in a place where I worked really hard to Protect. be guarded. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so that is a perfect segue to my next question because I want to talk about that. So we talked briefly about, you know, George Floyd and how 2020 changed you personally and certainly changed me and, and every other, you know, a lot of people, including most people of color. But what happened with George Floyd in 2020? 
also was the impetus for international, national, and local Hoosier companies to publicly pledge to make real change regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion on a broad scale. And many companies, organizations, and boards even pledged to improve, for example, their fractional number of diverse leaders and employees, or some promised to financially invest and support more diverse-owned businesses and vendors. Others established employee resource or affinity groups for diverse staff. Others even got a little more politically active to support, yeah. for example, Voting Rights Act or criminal law reform, gun control, social and racial justice issues. So as a professional on the front lines of DEI progress at, at our firm, performing in the skin you're <laughs> in, meaning as an African-American or black woman, which we've been talking about, who is also on the front lines of our society's current realities around race in these tense and challenging times, how have you been able to do the mental and emotional and intellectual somersaults that I assume must be required to successfully perform in not just life, but in your role and be able to keep your peace and your joy and most importantly, your sanity. How, how have you been able to do this? I feel like you're trying to make me cry. <laughs> you may just be a softie. <laughs> I, I, that's true too. Real talk, sometimes not well. Yeah. This has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Yeah. You pushed and yourself. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I, uh, spent a lot of time talking about the role before I threw my, you know, I created, I shaped it and made the proposal with my husband and I prayed about it and all these things. And, and, and I, and I spent a lot of time shaping, this is what I can do. This is this four, you know, this is a, you know, six month, you know, plan and all these different things and forgot or failed to appreciate what it would feel like. Yeah. The toll. Yeah. On you. And yeah. I never, I realized too, and I, and I do, you know, again, I, hindsight, I've been trying to figure out, there was a time, you know, the period of time where I'm trying to figure out, like, what have I done, right? Because all those things that I never said mm -hmm. or just didn't think I could say at work or just have to let it go or whatever, I, all those guards that I meticulously erected didn't work, don't work for this role. Absolutely. And so it's left me, like I said, very exposed and realized that, one of the reasons I've been starting to figure out why I've, you know, I never saw this coming. So why am I doing this? And one of the things I realized too, is it's been, it's being used in some regret, in some regard to heal me. Right. Um, right. But it's been hard at times. 2020, I was concerned about me. Yeah. Um, because the trade-off of, it's funny. Like I watch, you, you ever like, um, this is the best way I know how to describe it. Yeah, I think you are trying to make me cry. Because the best way I know how to describe it, I didn't know that I had dad issues until I watched my son, my, my husband, play with our first son, my oldest son, when he was a toddler. And they were downstairs wrestling. And I walked down the stairs. I'm like, um, you know, and I'm they're wrestling around. And at, for some reason, it just hit me. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I didn't get. My dad left when I was four. So I didn't, I was like, oh, my God, that's what I didn't get. Right, right. And all that stuff that I never dealt with started to come, you know, right. started to come up. That's the stuff that ultimately led me to reign. But it's the same sort of thing with, with this role. 
hole for me. I didn't realize how much stuff was in there yeah, until yeah. we start making programs and doing things and I get stuff across the finish line and we, 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 we have all these people that come to me and like these people are a priority. Even when they say, and it's not jealousy, it's just, they'll be like, you know, I'm just using you because you're sitting here, but like Angela Freeman is a priority for me and it's somebody that I could never get even get them to pay attention to me. You know, all these things like, and I'm like, I love it. That's exactly what I want to happen. But then I go back and I'm like, none of this happened was you. available for you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you contend with that. So it's been, and then, and then, and, and 2020 was, I don't, hard is just, there's a, there needs to be a new word for hard. And I understand it was the byproduct of the role. Right. But I think most people forgot that I was black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm serious because I, I can count on one hand, the number of people in like relative to like, they're like, Dawn, fix this. Well, Dawn, what should we do? Dawn, um, 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 how, what do we? What should we say here? Dawn, and I, and I really wanted to scream like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I, I don't even know how. I, I don't know because I'm worried about my son. He went jogging this morning. Absolutely. And we, we, we just moved into this really, really nice neighborhood. And I don't know if he knows his address. And I'm scared that when they stop him, not if, when they stop him and wonder, hey, black boy, why are you in this neighborhood? Right, and man. who do you think you are? He's not going to be able to say his our address. And then they're going to think he's something else. Is he a Mart Arbery? That's the stuff that was Absolutely. waking me up. Absolutely. And then I get on a conference call. And they're like, Dawn, what should we do about this? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And so I was, I was concerned about me last year. Um, I don't think I took very good care of me. I didn't know how. So much came out. There was an article that Erin Reeves, Dr. Reeves uh, wrote from NextGens. She's amazing. And uh, she was talking about like what's happening is that all those things that we've shoved down. Yeah. All these years, however old you are, whether you're 18 or 25 or 50, that you've shoved down that you never said in these environments, they're literally now being vomited up. Yeah. And they're making us sick again. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah. They were sick when we shoved them down and they're sick coming back up. Absolutely. And we don't know what to do. And I felt that. And when she wrote that article, I actually shared that article with my with our partners um, because I'm like, I don't know how to say how I feel or how the people feel here. Read this, please. Right. And so it was, you know, it's been a challenge. That's probably been the hardest thing for me. I didn't count the cost of of this role Yeah. for me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know sometimes where to go. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, if you can't tell by now, I mean, I'm a believer. So God is everything for me. And so I spent a lot of time in prayer, Yeah. but beyond, you know, in terms of like, like dealing with people and where to go, I struggle sometimes. I'm probably more seen and visible than I have ever been in my entire career. And at times have never felt more invisible. Yeah. I don't know if any of that makes any Absolutely. sense. And so it's, it's, I am in love with what I have been asked to do at times, most times. Right. And step back with that 25 year, you know, looking glass and go, my gosh, this is us now. Right. I remember when it was just this. I think when we had an African-American retreat the first time, everybody started crying. I was like, I remember if I would have had this when we first started, it would just been Alan and I having right, lunch. Right, right, you know, right. Some, some we snacks. had a retreat every other week. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you want to treat tomorrow? You know, so, <laughs> I'll call you. You know, so, so you know, it just, it just blows me away how much progress we've made. And I, and I know it's not enough. And I don't want people, you know, people can feel they're going to feel how they want to feel. But I choose to celebrate those things. Right. So when you ask me about how I maintain my peace, I know why I'm doing it. I know who I am now. Right. I know who I'm not. And, 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 I'm, and I also understand what my motivations are. And I believe that they're pure. I'm really, truly, truly 
trying to leave the place better than I found it. I'm really, truly trying to leverage whatever gifts and talents and things and resources and juice, whatever you want to call it, that I may have to make it better for uh, the folks coming after me. Yes, black and brown folks, but quite frankly, folks coming after me, period. Right. And I live there and, I, and that, keeps, that helps me. And then I, I look at I, uh, that vantage point that I have, again, that vantage point of the 25 years and growing up here has helped me. Yeah. Because it helps me, you know, when I, when I think about that, I'm like, but look at what you, look at you, Dawn. That's right. Look at you, Dawn. And look at, not just me, but look at this. And look and at I, the firm. Yeah. And look at what you Yeah, and I know and that conversation yeah. was hard, but look at this. Or I know that didn't get across the finish line, and it was kind of a, you know, the sausage, the way sausage gets made sometimes is, ugh. But look at this. We're, yeah. You're having a conversation about this now. You know, we put out our summer publication, and you know about I mean, that that had, last year, that had um, curated art from a black artist that showed, um, um, uh, had a black woman on the front and, and, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff and then COVID stuff. I mean, and all this stuff. And on, I'm like, I literally, <laughs> my husband's like, you, you gonna get fired. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, perhaps, but what, what's more beautiful about that? The lion's share of the, of the reflections that were included in that publication. Yeah people from the management committee. People don't look nothing like you and me. Right. People who were like, I want to lend my voice. I want to say something. I want to be heard here. My gosh. Yeah, yeah. And so that, 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 I'm a, I used to say I was a glass half full type chick. I, 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 I now say that the glass is refillable. I am a consummate optimist with periods of being down. Yeah. If that makes sense. And well, so that's a blessing, yeah. right? And that's an evolution. That's an evolution. Yeah. A evolution yeah. that should be celebrated. So, I mean, as always, you are so powerful. I, I so appreciate having these conversations with you. And I particularly appreciate you having such a vulnerable conversation publicly because th this is what people need to know and hear. There's so much that we carry that people simply because we don't let them in right we don't we keep it guarded yeah. we keep a tight com, uh composure we we don't let um the challenges we don't yeah. convey the challenges because part of our culture is keep it pushing you right yeah you, you just don't push it don't that's you take right that? you don't that's, that's right. you keep that in the family you that's don't right. do that you know we had diversity training the first round of, of mandatory diversity training that we had when on, on my watch i accompanied our facilitator to every market I cried in every last one of them. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. There was a video at the end, a woman, a black woman, Dr. Joy DeGruy, commenting and recounting a, a situation where she went to the grocery store with her sister-in-law who who's, who's what she called yes, white passing. I remember. remember that? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We called white passing. And it, it, that's what she said because she was very fair-skinned. And the, the teller, in essence, long story short, treated the, her sister-in-law incredibly well. And to, for, for Dr. Joy, um, asked her to, you know, to show ID to prove that she wasn't going to write her a bad check and all these things that her daughter was with her and saw it, saw the difference in treatment, upset, crying. And I cried every time you would thought I would get over it. I literally, I create, I worked with the facilitator to create the, the curriculum, yeah. never got over it, cried every time because every time I saw it, I could come up with a handful of situations where oh, I was with my mama or I was by myself, how I used to have to make sure I don't wear raggedy clothes to the mall because they're gonna think I'm stealing. When I used to work 
in the bookstore at the mall and I would routinely get calls and from the security people and they were like, hey, I just want to report there are two uh, black females or there are some black people that just came in. I'm like, into the mall. And I'm like, okay. okay. So they would warn the stores if they felt there was danger. And I'm like, what's the rest of it? Right. And they're like, well, I just want to let you know. <laughs> black people, ba- black yeah, people, black people on, the on the premises. <laughs> and so I'm like, do you know what that feels yeah, like to yeah. be that? I mean, I know you do, but I'm saying like that people, it's hard to articulate like what that feels like. And I don't know if you remember like the, 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 the one example where the guy shared a story, he was going to get gas or coffee and the woman cut in front of him. And somebody was like, why didn't you say anything? He goes, because if I do, they call the cops. This is over for me. Now, I'm not sure I'm coming home. That's right. That's a reality yeah. that we navigated through. One of my partners asked me, like, Dawn, are you excited that your oldest son is going to be driving? Do you know that thing kept me up nights? I Absolutely. had to lean on everything. It was like I, every prayer I knew, every everything, because when that boy is out. Yes. You ain't nothing but I'm leaning just on like, faith. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Not not just that, Don. The other day, um, one of my girlfriends asked if my son was driving. I said, oh, yeah, he's been driving since the summer. She said, you let him drive? Hmm. She said, I won't let mine drive. And I said, you know, I, I struggle with it. I pray about it. But I can't keep him can't. hemmed up, right? Yeah. But the other day, he was driving out of our driveway. And, and my husband and I looked, and he had a brake light out. And we immediately yeah. panicked, like, oh, God. Think about that. That's all it Think needs. About That's that. all it needs to have an opportunity to get pulled over and then whatever happens from there. And to your point, you know, I don't know if he's going to say, yeah, my mom's an attorney or I go to this school or, you know, like, and I tell him all the time, but you know, those are the realities. Those are the realities. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Angela, our, our alarm went off in this new neighborhood. We have our, our, we're just learning our system. Our alarm went off in the middle of the night. Yeah. If you don't get it and turn it off in time, then the, the police, police get triggered. Yeah. I went into a full-blown almost panic attack at one point. And I'm, I've grown since then, but went into a full-blown panic attack because I thought, at first it was like, oh, turn the alarm off, let's do this. And then I thought, they're going to come. I don't want my son to come downstairs and they think he's an intruder. I'm not sure they're going to believe we live here. We literally got up. It's like 2 in the morning. Yeah. Turn on all the lights. Sitting there. My husband goes, puts on full clothes. I, he, I was surprised he didn't put on a suit. Like, yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm supposed to be I, here. I, that's my picture, you yes, know. Yes. But that's the thing. The it sounds part. minor. Well, it doesn't sound minor. But I don't think people realize that that's what you carry on a normal day. Yeah. And then you come in and they're like, now compete. Yeah. With the person doing the same stuff, you compete too. Well, you know, well yeah. what it also speaks to, because I think there truly is a, a myth that, okay, we understand. We understand black people, brown people, you're, you haven't historically been treated fair and there are still issues of discrimination and racism. racism that's obviously clear. But I think most privileged, non-diverse people believe that, yes, but once you reach a certain level of affluence, you don't have to deal with that. Don, you got a big, beautiful house in whatever neighborhood. You don't have to deal with that. You're an equity partner at one of the largest law firms in the state. You don't have to deal with that. And what they don't realize is that's not what people see see when they see you or when they see me. They don't see, oh, she may be an attorney or she may have. No. They see uh, black people are on the premises. On the premises, right? yeah. They don't. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't change it. I remember the. It's been a few years ago when Oprah tried to go to a couture house, fashion house, at some place, and then she kept ringing. They would not let her in. Would not let her in. Um, sorry, we can't. We, what all these things like that. And then when they found out it was her, 
Because they, she, 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 she like tried to say something like they were kind of rude to her. Sure. They wouldn't let her in. And then, and then she, you know, Oprah has a you know small platform. Well, just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and she said something about it, and they were like, "We didn't know it was you." And I was like, "What?" Why does that make a difference? Yeah, and so it doesn't change. It doesn't, you know, you know, LeBron James had racial epithets written on his gate, and he they asked him, they're like, hey, did you go out immediately or have the people wash them off? He's like, nope, I wanted my son to see them because I don't want my sons to ever think because they're LeBron James' Amen. son or or that whatever or wherever they live that this 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 passes them. Yeah, and 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 you know, and and and, and I don't, you know, it's just the, my cry, my heart cry. Is not is not. I'm not trying to make anybody because sometimes people process diversity work is going to make me feel bad. Yeah, yeah. And in our diversity, tra- you know, trainer that we had, I love that she said that. She goes, nobody does anything when they feel bad, and and I subscribe to that. The goal is not to be like you're bad, I'm good, or yeah. well, it's not the point. But we have to find a way to have empathy and understand that I may not get your reality. Yeah. But I need to believe you. Yeah. And then let's find a way. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And that's on both sides. Yeah. Let's find a way. And and Don, I mean, to your point about, you know, LeBron James and the racial epithets, we just had an experience here in Indiana. I don't know if it made it to Fort Wayne, but an uh, interracial couple that I know, known them for over a decade, was out of the country, came home to their home being burnt. And the N-word spray painted on their oh porch, their pets died because of whatever. This stuff is still happening. Yeah. Now, that is what, when people think of racism and this, that's the stuff they think about, right? Yeah. Like, that's clear. That's, the FBI is involved. It's obviously a hate crime, et cetera. But this happened two weeks ago. This yeah. stuff is not, you know, 1950s and 60s. And this is still happening right now and again that's the blatant obvious stuff that's not the corporate day-to-day somebody thinks you the maid or the admin or the you know paper boy or whatever that we also so the point is all people of color in any position or any level affluence or you know success still carry those same concerns those same issues those same challenges we just hopefully happen to be in a little better position to communicate those. We got a platform. We've got a, you know, a podcast. We've got LinkedIn to communicate those things. But they still happen. They still happen. They still happen on a regular basis. And they happen, it it happens a lot in normal, everyday existence. That's right. You know, and that's, and and again, it, it it just... Understanding that the, the best phrase I heard again, going back to the Dr. Dr. Joy uh, DeGru, I think that's how I'm saying her name properly. I hope so. But she made the comment. She's like, you know, you know, you know, what you need to understand. What we're just trying to get you to understand is that you just, you know, you you make, you know, you get to walk through the world differently. If you're a, a male, you walk through the world differently than your female counterparts. Right. Just understand that, and then how can you use? Right. What you have, you, you've right. done that. You're, you know, we all in different circles have different privileges. That's right. How do you use it yep. to make it better for the whole? You know, you know, you know, you walk through the world differently. You don't. You, you know, I. Someone asked me recently, and something they're like, "What do you think is the is the uh, the way they phrase it's like? What's the biggest kind of like differentiator between privilege and not privilege?" And we had a whole conversation about that that word anyway. But I, I said, well, you know, like we don't. You know what the differentiator is like. You know those who are deemed, you know, deemed not privileged. So those of us who are deemed not privileged, if you will, if we're talking about just race for a moment, like we don't get the benefit of the doubt, right? Or second don't, chance, or second chances, that's right. Or the ability to make a mistake, that's right. Or two, that's right. Or three, 
um, you know, Chris Rock, I use this a lot, Chris Rock made the comment that, you know, relative to the Oscars, he's like, we'll know we've arrived when when black people can make a horrible movie or mediocre movie and still win an Oscar. Yeah, that's right. You know, we have to be, it has to be, has to be amazing. Yeah. It's just a lot of things that are just, they're daily barriers you have to navigate through just to be able to do the job. And what's, what's amazing, honestly, is that we've been taught from pretty much birth to do it almost seamlessly. Yeah, got to work twice as hard to get half yeah. as far. I've so, I heard that my whole my life. whole life. Yeah, and and you know, and 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 someone asked me. I said I mentioned that, and they said, "Do you think that your mother was raised by a, a wonderful mom? She's still here. My mom's wonderful." And she's like, "Do you, they asked me like, do you think that your mother? Because I relayed that, and they're like, do you think your mother did you a disservice? Said you know, and I said, no, 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 no. I said I understand what you mean in the sense that I understand where you're going with this. I told him I said, but. My mother was trying to protect me. Yeah. Because a disservice would have been to leave me thinking that... You're going to be treated you, fairly. Yeah, be treated fairly. Or given yeah. equal opportunities. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that would have been the disservice. Setting you yeah. up for failure. She was trying to help me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it has been helpful. Yeah. Because I, I was taught that same thing. And whether it's right or wrong, whether it's fair or not, I truly believe that is the foundation of my success. That I've always known you're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to be better. You're going to have to be as perfect as possible. Maybe not perfect, but that needs to be what you're trying for, right? Yeah. Like, and what is, I forget her name she's uh you can see her face you you introduced me to her through uh uh women in high tech where she says you know you work are you working twice yeah, yeah. that's El Sarah. El Sarah. Yeah, yeah yeah she's yeah. like if you go work twice as hard you get twice as much that's money. right as i said so we're learning to get our voice right that's so you right. get our voice and then and, 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 you know if you're gonna do that now you know so it just it we're growing yeah. you know but yeah i i i I think my, you know, my mother was trying to help me. Yeah, and she did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to switch gears a bit, <laughs> just switch a little bit once again, and let's talk about RAIN. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to tell me a bit about RAIN, about your mission. You, you, you talked about this or alluded to this earlier, but tell us your mission and vision for the brand, what you hope it to convey. What was your driver to get you to that point? Yeah, so my driver, like I said earlier, my driver was to heal. I, I mean, showing up less than is, is, is not okay. I yeah. mean, it, it just, it's just not okay. When you walk, you know, you come in, I used to shrink into these rooms. Even when I was a partner, I didn't think I belonged there. Yeah. I thought they were better because they had bigger books or whatever. I just didn't think I belonged there. And, it, and there was a lot of stuff that contributed to that less than mindset. But you can't eclipse it. You can't, you can't, you can't make enough money to get over it. You yeah. can't have enough positions, enough titles, enough houses, enough women, enough men, whatever it is. You can't get over how you think about you. Yeah. And what I thought about me when I started to really unpack that and got the, got, basically got the, the challenge to do so I had to be honest that I just didn't think very much of me with stuff on my walls, with awards, with these degrees, Absolutely. with all this stuff. And I say this all the time. You can be really, really accomplished and really, really broken at the same time. And I just, I didn't, that I had to own that. Yeah. And so rain for me was healing first, man. I was trying to fix. I was like, what is wrong with me? Why aren't you happy? Little girl Dawn, you realizing her dream. Little girl Dawn wanted to be a lawyer all her life. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, so maybe it's because I'm not, I don't, my, 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 my practice isn't where it wants, or it needs to be and whatever. I say, oh, okay, so we get that shifted. Now what? What's wrong with you now? You yeah, got yeah, this. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. maybe I need to make this. Will you make this? Well, now what's wrong with you? Right. You know, and so it's like, you don't like you. You don't think much of you. You don't think you belong in the rooms that you enter. Right. And so I was trying to fix that and unpack, like, what is, where did that come from? And then what, you know, and then, you know, unless I spent too much time there, because at some point you still bear the responsibility of 
dealing with it. Right, right, right. right you can't right. do anything about how you started. I can't do anything about my dad leaving, but what you going to do? Right. And so I then started like, I need to deal with this. And rain for me, I mean, it, it means, it, it's, I love words, and it, it means literally, I mean, there's all sorts of synonyms, but it means, and the ones that fire off for me, it means to overcome, to dominate, to superabound, to win, the essence of win, to sway, to have influence, to wear a crown, royalty. I mean, that word is hot. Yeah. And for me, it just exploded for me. I was like, that's me. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, you know, just as one man talking about Jesus when he comes into the world. Um, you know, just as Adam, you know, basically plummeted us into sin. If you believe it, it doesn't matter, you know, stick with me. It doesn't matter if you believe what I believe. I'm going somewhere, but I'm telling you how it exploded for me. Sure. But it says like when you, if Jesus comes into the, when Jesus came in the world, just as one man came and destroyed it, basically another man came, Jesus came. And so that we can reign as kings and queens, queens in this life. So I knew that scripture. Yeah. But I started looking up that word. Right, right. And then that word, what I just told you, I mean, just kind of messed with me. And then I just started thinking about me and assessing how I showed up everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't like it, and I did. I just dis- determined that I just needed to come up higher. I mean, I literally used to wait until the end of, of like almost end of cocktail hour before I would go into a partner meeting because I was like terrified. Just just didn't know how to be yeah. there. Didn't yeah. know how to show up there. And so Rain is born out of that. And so then every time people started asking me to talk, I'd want to talk about that. Like, do you know who you are? Mm-hmm. I really wanted to because because I didn't know who I was, and I understand what how powerful it is on the other side of knowing who you are. Yes, yes. you you. Pe- you you have a whole different. Uh, I did a post recently, and I said your taste in people change when you when Amen. you start loving you. We start loving who, and knowing who you are. So you start tolerating things different. That dawn that sat in that room and listened to them make jokes. Yeah. And it's not even about race or sex or anything like, but just anything. Yeah. I did. I didn't know. Yeah. Who I was then. That this dawn would never. Yeah. Have been that that would have been a whole different scenario. And so I I got a hold of it. It birthed in me, helped me grow elevate my thinking yeah. about me. Yeah, yeah. And I started sharing it. My first ever rain class, which is what I call my speaking engagements, was and rain is spelled R-E-I-G-N. And I and I was first ever rain class with a bunch of young ladies who were part of this Fort Wayne Fort Wayne Ladies with Purpose. It's a cotillion. So black and yeah, yeah. Uh, black black young black girls who are uh, on scholarship track and all these things like that. And they wanted to come. A lot of them wanted to be lawyers. And so I held a rain class, if you will, or I didn't know I was gonna call it that, but held them in my office. About 10, 12 people plus their mentors and all these people. And I called my, my girlfriend and I'm like, hey, I think I'm gonna call it a rain class. She's like, cool. And I was like, I think I'm, when I give them a point, I'm gonna call it a rain drop. She's like, fine. <laughs> so I did that. I didn't think anything of it until that evening when they started posting all my stuff. Yeah. And they're like, Miss Dawn said this, blah, 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 about me, right? And then probably my best to date, my the best compliment I ever received, it was a young lady. It was in, I, done a, I did a rain class in a school and she she was, Indian I don't remember she had shared with me her faith so I knew who she was but she wrote to me and she sent me an email she's like Miss Dawn adults come in here all the time and they tell us that we can do it and you can make it and all these things and that's fine but I never really listened to them but I've never had anybody come in here and tell me that I was royalty I've never heard me yeah you know, described like that. And right, I right. knew then, I was like, hey, hey, hey. I'm on to hey, something. Hey, I'm on to something cause, cause, <laughs> because I know what it did for me. Yes. And then I, what, it, what, it, what it made me realize is that, hey, yes, Dawn, you were created to reign and so was everybody else around you. Turn it on for them. Yeah, yeah. And so that's all I'm after. Quite frankly, this role I have, you know, I, you can give them whatever title you want to put. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to point people to their greatness because if you understand and you know who you are, you are and you elevate your thoughts about you such that you understand and honor your greatness that's hardwired into your DNA. Understand that you're walking royalty. You're no longer a insecure leader. Right. 
You, you know what I mean? Right. You show up differently. You now seek to empower because you understand that it's unique to it. it, it that, that what that the reason well, why God you're like that. You yeah, man. You are. Away. There literally yeah. is no other you. Yeah. So you don't have to. I don't have to be mad. Like, oh my gosh, Angela's gonna be a partner and's gonna be. If it, if someone told me tomorrow, Angela's gonna be the managing partner in the firm, and next week she's gonna be president. I, my only question after I started crying, stop crying and cheering. <laughs> Would be like, what do you need me to do to help you win in that role? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I serve you in that? Yeah. You don't take nothing from me. Like, are you mad? Exactly. She, you don't take anything from me. And so right. rain for me is not just hype. I'm not trying to hype anybody up. Right. I'm trying to get them to get turned on completely to the ultimate unrepeatable uniqueness that they are yeah. because it makes them better everything better leaders better partners better better teammates better everything and it and beyond that the the real reason why is because this ain't about you yeah saying about me right yeah so if you get if you get this about you then you get in positioning rain's not hype Rain's positioning and so I shaped I started speaking more and doing more in that and then it just it's just it's it's I, like I said I understand purpose all day long this is why Dawn Dawn Roseman exists and yeah. so you know I just you know true lawyer fashion then you start trademarking and doing all this stuff yeah, like yeah, that so yeah. I'm a rain classes when I speak I you know I have a new podcast standing in the rain I have all these different things coined after you know branded in that fashion all to the same end I just do it you know do it in different ways I yeah. just had my first rain table which was a two-day mastermind which was Oh my gosh, amazing. A I deep dive. Yeah. And so that's all I'm after. Yeah. These people are going to change the world, not because I'm great, because they already were. Yeah. I just helped them find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that because you said something in, in that um, that I don't think people appreciate. I don't even think we, particularly as uh, diverse women or black women, appreciate, which is, you said, you can be very accomplished and still be broken. Yeah. And I... I have friends. I have a, a young lady, good friend of mine. We got into a whole debate because I was like, I think you're struggling with some things. Like the way you communicate seems like you're struggling, like you're hurt, you're yep. broken. And she ran down her credentials. I'm a this and <laughs> yeah. I'm this. and I, That's and a I'm sure like, sign. Yes. That's a and sure I'm sign. Like, yes. That has nothing to do with the fact that you can be broken yeah. like or hurt or carrying some unresolved issues and as me and you interact that's what I hear and see and she was offended by that but the reality is as I'm talking with um, other females who are delving into this area and talking with other diverse women there's so much pain and hurt that we're just carrying we plow through and to your point you push down and you never let it back up yep. and you keep until it erupts until, until it erupts. That's, that's right. right so so i appreciate that because you've reached whatever level of success does not mean that you've healed and i think what you talk about is a perfect example of you're doing all these wonderful things but you recognize that i am personally struggling yeah. like with who i am with how i think about myself with my own value I'm not happy with how other people value me but what I recognize is I don't value myself I like spent, I should I spent most of my career completely uh trying to achieve someone else's version of success for me yes 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 yeah I mean and so yeah when I mean the credentials you can't eclipse it yeah. if you and, and it shows up and it rears its ugly head this rain table that I just talked to you about uh, it was t only 10 seats I'll do them again I'm gonna have them in 2024 2022 and all that stuff I'm gonna keep doing them but all, business owners, CEOs, but they're just like, ah. Uh. And they, when they talk, you know, they're like, you don't see this about you. Right. 
and you don't. Right. And I know it's true. What's the case study? What's the proof of concept? Me. Right, right, right. Because I wasn't trying to create a program or sell you a t-shirt. I was trying to heal. Yes. And the only thing that's different between this Dawn sitting in front of you now and that Dawn that if you would have talked to me 10 years ago is that this Dawn knows who she is. Yes, yes. And, and, and knows who she is and values and value, who she exactly, is. Yes. Exactly. And values yes. who she yes. is. Yeah. So let's talk briefly about uh, Boss Presence. <laughs> you wrote a book called yeah. Boss Presence, and I want to talk about that uh, briefly, which provides tools and tips for bad chicks to reign <laughs> at work. So tell me about Boss Presence and how that fit into the whole reign platform. That was one of your first That's works. my first book. Yeah, I'm yeah, working yeah. on others now, but that was my first book, and I really didn't, I didn't mean to write it. I meant to write a book. But that wasn't the first one I was going to write. But I was trying to leave and generate some tips for a, a rain class I had coming up uh, for a women's conference. Yes. And and so um, Boss Presence kind of birthed out of that and 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 worked with my friend who's a self-publisher. Um, shout out to AJ Publishing. And he was just like, we can turn this into a book. And I was like, I don't have time for that. Right. You're busy. I have time for that. I got, you know, he's like, no, 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 no. We can do this. And so that's where it came from. And it was still the same sort of thing. It was probably, you know, it was probably the, it was at that time I know the most honest I had ever been. I was still on the, I was fresh into this role, I yeah. think, or right on the heel, something like yes, that timing. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Still very scared about letting this version of me be seen. Yeah. Letting, you know, I didn't ever want to convey to the firm that I wasn't committed, but I'm also not a one dimensional. Right. So there's, other, there's all kinds of facets, facets of me that contribute to the dawn that shows up every day. You know, yeah. every day. Sure. And so they are, they're all critical. And so, you know, I, it was just a really, really, I wrote it in three days. It was really, really difficult for me because it was honest and I didn't know how, you know, again, I was processing and yeah. getting used that to all that. Vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. If I wrote, boss, I, I, I thought about it. I, I may still do it. It's the fifth anniversary of it, I think. Close. Wow. Something like that. I know. So much. Oh my gosh. It's time just flies. Wow. But I, if I wrote it again today, It'd be funny. I almost kind of want to do it or add some stuff to it, I mean, even though I'm working other, on other book projects, because I've grown so much even from that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. as you grow in stage, this, this journey never ends. Rain is a journey. It never, it's not some place like, I've arrived. I now, now you got to do the work. Once you, if you believe, you know, the belief comes first, and then you got to start work, walking that out. You sure, sure. You know, you know yeah. and so, so, but I wrote it to help, and I wanted to give them something they could take away. And I honestly was really, I mean, I don't know if I've ever said this, I was actually a little bit ashamed when it came out because I, I so wanted to always write and be an author. What I had forgotten is that I actually written my first book back when I was in element, middle school and then just forgot about that dawn. I had been reintroduced to her. But I, I put it out and it was short. And I was like, it's not even a real book. I mean, the, the thoughts that come in your mind. I'm still, I was still, you know, still growing. And I'm like, it's not even a real book. And it's people are gonna think it's stupid and all these things. And I just, I just didn't do much to even. I just like wanted to stay away from it. And people started responding. Yeah. And they're like, I keep it in my purse. Then people started sending me pictures of them reading it on vacation. One of our male partners buys the book and keeps copies of them, multiple copies, and gives them out to clients. That's awesome. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I was like, what is happening? And so things like that, and it's just so, it's just been, I know because of things like that, that I'm not crazy. That yeah. rain is, yeah, that yeah. rain is necessary and, and, and for this time yeah. that we're living in. Needed. Yeah. So, so Don, we're going to begin to wrap up. And you know, uh, me and you could have this conversation <laughs> and keep it going, you know, for hours and hours. But <laughs> but I do want to wrap up. This has just been a wealth of information and, and vulnerability. I think this is really going to touch a lot of people who 
probably haven't necessarily realized that they're carrying a lot of weight on their day to day. And hopefully, you know, your message of rain, the, the, the message of, you know, really acting and being in your purpose and recognizing who you are and your value and what you contribute will resonate with some folks, because I think there's a lot of pain out there that, you know, gets covered and shielded. Um, but, but as we um, come to a close, I'd like you to tell us two or three tools or tips that you would advise any woman or anyone, but particularly women um, and diverse women interested in pursuing law or entrepreneurship in order to continue to, you know, advance their purpose and their presence in the environments that they, you know, they live in. Consistent with what I, you know, what I peddle through rain, quite frankly, through my life. Yeah. Take the time, stop where you are right now, and ask yourself what, what you think of you. Yeah. And be honest, and then do the work to make sure that it's high. Yeah. There's a, there's a scripture that says, uh, you, know, you know, you should not think of yourself more highly than you ought. I was like, but that's fine, but thinking of yourself more lowly ain't cool either. Right, right. Right? right. So you need to do the work. That was the biggest thing for me because you because the other thing it will say is then you need to make sure that what you're spending your time doing, giving your energy to um, your, your money, your all those things, that it's aligned and grounded in purpose, right? And your version of success, yeah, not someone else's. Yes, I yeah. can't say that enough. You know, I never asked myself what type of lawyer I wanted to be. I never asked. I mean, this, and, and I'm grateful to Barnes and Thornburg. I'm grateful for the career I've been able to, to have. I'm grateful for the things I get to do. But when I think about how I think now, right? I don't know. I probably would have started a black-owned woman firm or done something or done all these. I mean, all sorts of things just because I, because I just didn't know how to bet on me. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that that was successful. Right. Because that's not what someone told me was successful. Right. This is what's successful. Right. Right. And so, I, you know, really, really, you've got to do the work. I mean, that it's not to live in a space, to show up day in and day out, less than, is a tragedy. Yeah. Not just for you, but for the people assigned to you. Right. That you pour into or that yeah. you take care of yeah. or you're responsible for. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, 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 you know I, I say this all the time. I mean, there's a, it's, I say it, it's a strange phrasing, but I hope it makes sense to you. I feel like there's a body count on our life. This is what, what I mean by that is there are people, they receive from you, they're assigned to you. You may never meet them, but they will, they will encounter you through your social media, through something they saw you speak, they'll sure. do whatever, they'll watch you on something, whatever. Um, but they're assigned to you. And what I mean by that is it is in your voice right. and in your rightful positioning that will elevate and change their life. Right. You can think right now of certain people that if they didn't do X, absolutely, you'd be like, you wouldn't be talking to Angela Freeman right now. Absolutely. You could, you, I mean, you're not, let me set aside your mama and whatever. I mean, you can think about some people right now. You're like, oh my gosh, if that person. Yes. There's some there's some people I've never met. There's some artists, some like musician. There's a, I have some you know I have my favorites, but there's some you know like I like Tasha Cobbs. If she does she doesn't know that she when you ask me like how did I keep it together? Right, right. She doesn't know that her being in her excellence sustained my life right. last year. Yeah, literally kept royalty on repeat. Yeah, because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's critical that we be in position. Yeah. This is not a dress rehearsal. And so whether you're going into the practice of law, which I hope so we we need more people of color, we need more women, we need more, you know, people, the members of the LGBT community, we need more diversity, period. Right. But you need to understand you need to come into it doing it on your terms. Right. Because otherwise what will happen is you'll come into these profession this profession, and I suspect it's probably true for others, you'll come in and they'll hook you up to the matrix and they'll tell you what success looks like. They'll tell you, you know, um, um, what's good and what's bad. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's just the way the system was built. Yes. So if you don't have any, if you've not done the work, yeah. you are coming in and giving over the most valuable, precious thing ever, yeah. you, yeah, yeah. to somebody else without question. And it's just not okay. And honestly, the, you know, it, 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 you know, when you are fully turned on to you in this profession, you're able to, you're able to make room. Yeah. And isn't that what this really is about absolutely. anyway? I, I can tell you now I've been blessed and our listeners are absolutely going to be blessed. And I knew that. I knew when I um, asked you to come on, if there was any way to make it work, because I know how you bless my life. I know how you give. I know your heart. I know where you come from. And I think you will continue to just bless people and give people the freedom to get do the work that they need to do. I, it is very empowering for people in power to be vulnerable and let people in and see, I'm not perfect. I know I look good, but I'm not perfect, <laughs> right? And I, I share my own issues. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. And this is another uh, awesome, fantastic uh, episode of the Freedom Forum. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again to Don Roseman. And thank you for joining us on this episode of IBJ's The Freedom Forum with Angela B. Freeman. And thanks to Cummins, Inc. for sponsoring the podcast. Please come back next month for another conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion in our central Indiana business community.